Yo, 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 welcome to episode 69 of Just Another Knicks Fan. Your boy is very uh, enthusiastic, very excited, very thrilled, very happy with the results, which is what we're seeing right now with the New York Knicks. Game against the Mavs. Nothing short of amazing. The fact that, you know, we got word that Alec Burks, A. Burks, our, our from Mr. Fourth Quarter clutch guy got hurt. Not hurt, but. Uh, I caught up in the COVID protocols, and you know we just didn't know who was gonna step up and how they were gonna step up. But I had this faith, like yo, we gonna step up, and that's been the case. And Julius Randle, it's been on a tail lately, and it's just amazing to see. I'm very happy, very exuberant. Like you know, you guys probably don't hear it in my tone, but that is the reality of the situation, man. It's just amazing. 44 straight, not 44 straight, 44 points, four straight 30-point games. You know, not all of them been pretty. Like last game, it wasn't pretty, but we got this shit done. Nothing short of amazing. Uh, to see the Knicks on a six-game winning streak hasn't been done in over, I think, like eight years or some shit, nine years, 2012-2013 season. So it's been a while. And... It's like, you know, you're just taking it all in. You know, it's just frustrating when we need the Nets to, to win a game to help us out. You know, they don't want to do that. Really blew that game up, blew that game away against the Heat yesterday. And that's just frustrating because Kyrie be playing guard like against the Knicks. And then, you know, I'm seeing him playing against other teams and shit. And he just you know, kicked it back into like I'm playing against the Bucks in the playoffs yesterday. The team went scoreless in the last, basically, two and a half minutes of the game. Probably even more. I'm not even sure. And then, and then, then bam. It's like the Heat. They own the Knicks and the Nets right now, and that shit's annoying. Especially when I needed the, the Nets to win yesterday. But you know, at least the Knicks won. The Hawks won. Hornets won. So every team that we needed to lose yesterday won. So it's good that the fact that we won. You know, we got some critical games coming up against the... Everybody, Hawks, Hornets, Celtics, we got at the end of the season. It's going to get real froggy out here, man. And and be prepared for the frogginess. And with Alec Burks, when he got hurt, not hurt, but cold, I was like, damn, because like, I, I know D-Rose can step up. I know we got players that can step up, but like we don't know how long this shit going to keep Alec Burks out. Not only that, like he going to probably need time for his conditioning to get his flow back. And shit like that. So, it's tough that the timing of, of all this shit, man. Like, I'm worried about what if, like, some COVID shit happened. I don't, like, for the Knicks, but, like, any other team, COVID protocols during the playoffs type shit. Like, that's, that's daunting, man. Because, like, you basically out for the whole series if they even think you got COVID. So, hopefully, uh, shit, shit tighten up, like, shit loosen up. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But, yo, I remember earlier I was I was talking about Jason Tatum and his COVID issues. And, yo, he balled out against Curry. Curry as well, obviously. I gave him on Saturday. Man, like it's, it's no words to describe how lit that game was. And it's frustrating watching the Celtics do good now. Because, yo, we're trying to get up in their spot right now. They got, like, a half-game lead on us. And, 
we won one split right now, and and that game at the end of the season going to turn with a tiebreaker. So that game might as well be like a playoff game as well. And that game on Thursday, I'm watching Celtics versus Lakers. Yo, this dude Jalen Brown. I think I saw him miss one shot at the end of the third quarter. Everything else he just made. And then the Lakers made the Furies come back, but I wasn't at no point that they was going to win the game. But it's crazy. It's really like, yo. Uh, like Jalen Brown had 40, and then Jason Tatum was like, yo, I'm going to drop 44. Like, it takes taking turns dropping 40. That's a luxury that the Celtics got. And they peaking at the right time. I mean, so are we. We peaking as well. We got six, eight victories. I just feel like, you know, they got solid two options, but, you know, our defense is still our defense, so we're going to figure this shit out. Like, we got to put Nerlens Noel's name in there when it comes to defensive player of the year. Like, yo, he's been attacking, owning the paint, yo. Owning that shit, yo. That shit against Finney. That shit against B.I., Brandon Ingram. Like, these are at the rim. Like, meet me there, yo. Like, yo, where you at right now? Yo, yo, I'm at the three-point line. Meet me at the rim, bro. And, you know, they go out there to the rim and they meet him out there. Like, yo, go back where you came from, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, other than Wells, like, I'm not saying he's defensive player of the year, but he deserves to be nominated. That's the same thing I said with Alec Burks. And it's probably going to take a hit for Alec Burks because uh, he got the COVID situation, the COVID protocol. So, you know, it might impact him that way with even being nominated, but Nolan Newells definitely deserves to be in the category of, of DPOY, Defensive Player of the Year. I'm not saying he deserves to win it, but he deserves to be nominated. You know, he's a force to be reckoned with. Uh, you know, he gave us a moment of fear when he went down and hurt his thumb and all that shit. I was like, God fucking damn, son. How many fucking big men we gonna lose? How long could Taj Gibson carry us? Well, that was my thought process. But uh, thankfully, uh, Noel got back into the game and, and made him the last plays that uh, we need him to make. And, yo, that game, when I ending against the Pelicans, when, when I'm thinking, yo, here we go again. We let this one slide. But you know, the game we had against the Grizzlies, we, we looked like we was dead in the water. Just based on that game, I had a slimmer of hope that we got a chance in this game. And we somehow made it happen, yo. Like, yeah, Lonzo should have never, honestly, stepped in and tried to contest D-Rose layup. Like, you just let him make that layup. For the fact that Lonzo stepped in and allowed Reggie Bullock to make that three, uh, I'm very thankful. I appreciate it, Lonzo. Uh, you might be a future Nick, so you might have been looking out for us in that sense. And um, thank you. Uh, we needed to keep this winning streak going, and uh, you contributed. And according to the post game, uh, so did Eric Bledsoe, because Eric Bledsoe was supposed to foul Derrick Rose, and he didn't. He said he lost focus. But I appreciate his honesty. Uh, he bled. But I didn't appreciate uh, how great he was playing yesterday. You know, uh, from what I've been hearing, from what I'm seeing on him, because I had him on my fantasy team as well. He's been having a tough season. And, you know, he's not known to be a great shooter. And he's just out here spanking threes on top of threes, yo. I was like, yo, when he start doing this? And, you know, like, that's just been the tale of this whole season, man. Like, the Knicks, like, just 
players that you don't expect to drop 30 start dropping 30 on us, drop 25 on us. 25% three-point shooters become 45% three-point shooters. 15-point scores become 28. But it's just like, well, how, why, how, where, why? So I appreciate Bledsoe losing focus. I appreciate Alonzo uh, sliding his feet, making trying to make a play where he didn't need to make one, and then you know, Bullock for making that three. We needed that. You know, Rose made a key three prior as well. It's crazy, good, crazy up-and-down game. You know, the Hornets started the, the fourth quarter with a five-point lead, and the Knicks got a four-point lead, and then the Hornets got a seven-point lead, and then somehow we made it happen. Somehow the Knicks, they're just finding ways, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing watching the Knicks win, man, watching the guard and just look so happy and jolly. Speaking of happy and jolly, man, did y'all see Zion after that Knicks game, man? I'm like, yo, I know it's far-fetched of him coming to the Knicks the way even if he did want to come here, the way the contracts are set up, the way uh, the NBA wants, you know, players to stay with their current team and everything, because he's probably locked in for seven years, eight years with the with the Pelicans and all that shit. But you know, he sounded way, way too excited to be talking about how much he he, he likes playing in the garden. Like, yeah, I've heard this shit all the time. Where players like, yo, man, the Mecca, it's the Mecca. We love New York. Uh, you know, so many legendary games here. So many things happen here. It's the world's most famous arena. Like, every event used to be held there. NCAA tournaments, boxing events, soccer games, the circus, obviously Knicks games. So, you know, players, they know the history of the arena and everything. And they know how us New York fans feel about basketball. They know our passion towards the game. So, you know, a lot of times these players like Kobe, LeBron, way they said in a way where just they just say that they like playing here, but they didn't sound as as giddy as as Zion. Zion sounded so giddy, man. He was like, "Oh man, Gordon, man, the Knicks, man, the New York, you know, my boy RJ here." Obviously, he didn't say all that, but that's what it sounded like. And, and the fact that he said, "Uh, I'm glad you asked me that." That was that was. I was like, damn, bro, why, why you, why you, why you, you know, saying all this, man? Like, just no more talking, man. Just see you in 2024. You know, a lot of times people are thinking 2024 is another leap year. Also, another presidential election. Fuck all that. 2024, we're gonna see if you, if Zion really about it. Like, it's only 2021 right now. I mean, it's, we got some time for that, but his body language, man, was very telling. Because people forget, man. Like, I remember his face. I remember Zion's face when the, when the Knicks got the third pick. And he, he like, he's just still a kid, yo. He's a man-child, obviously. But when I mean, he saw the Knicks got the third pick, he was like, damn, son. Like, he looked devastated. And so, I, I mean, so were we as Knicks fans. Obviously, we were devastated, too. We wasn't hyped up and happy and all that shit. We was hurt. Because we wanted him just as much as we wanted us. But at the same time... We knew we had RJ, you know, wired, designed to play in New York, you know, and he played a great game yesterday, too. It was just crazy how everybody was just fouling out like a motherfucker yesterday. And the resolve of this team, man, is amazing. But, yeah, I would be surprised if, if Zion, the Knicks are in the running. If they continue to keep building on this culture, I could definitely see Zion finding a way, his way to New York. But all that's hearsay. Like, I'm not expecting it to happen. Uh, I'm not trying to think that far ahead right now. 
but the way he talked about it, man, he was he sounded a, a bit way too happy. The way he was discussing and everything, and but we'll see, man. Like I said, next six game winning streak, game against the Mavs was so lit. I just wanted to enjoy. It. I didn't even want to talk about it, and I just enjoyed the Celtics and, and Warriors game. Obviously, I wanted the Warriors to win, but they lost. Be like that sometimes, man, and just gotta deal with it. Just gotta deal with it. Just enjoy the game, man. Fuck it, it was a lit ass game. I gotta respect it, so I respected it. And then you know, watch the next game. Fucking roller coaster of a game, but we won. So that's what's up. That's what matters. And you know, we got a big week coming up, and we're gonna see how that unfold. But in other in other news, man. Yo, shit was crazy, man. Like, I heard someone saying, yo, yo, you heard AD knocked out somebody's eyebrows? So I'm thinking, like, yo, Anthony Davis, isn't he hurt right now? And he's knocking out people's eyebrows? AD is knocking out people's eyebrows? I'm like, yo, his Achilles is hurting. He should be he should be focusing on how to get back on the court. I mean, I'm pretty, I heard he's coming back soon. Was that a way of him checking his conditioning? By knocking out somebody's eyebrows. But then I found out it was the other AD that's in LA. And that's Aaron Donald. And what I learned quickly is you don't call Aaron Donald AD. And that's with all due respect to Anthony Davis AD. But it was just, you know, we all know Anthony Davis got the got the unibrow and and someone knocking out an eyebrow. So when someone says AD knocked out somebody's eyebrows, you know what AD is used to keeping a, a unibrow. So for him to knock out a, someone's eyebrow, I'm like, that's messed up. Like, you can't be knocking out people's eyebrows if you like your eyebrow that much. But then I found out it's Aaron Donald, the other star in LA. And you don't call Aaron Donald AD. You call Aaron Donald by his full name. And... Because when you see Aaron Donald, you're like, yeah, man, that's that's Aaron Donald right there. But when you see Anthony Davis, you call him AD. He's like, yo, that's my nickname, bro. I don't think Aaron Donald need a nickname, and it's nothing against AD. But the story came out. Dude said, yo, I, I threw a bottle in that direction. I don't know who it hit. That's crazy. That is crazy for the fact that the bottle could have hit Aaron Donald of all people. That's like a scene from a movie right there, yo. Like, we don't know what transpired, but uh, when I heard some dude uh, named AD knocked out someone's eyebrows, I was like, Anthony Davis, you for real, bro? You an eyebrow hater? But then, uh, as I browsed on the internet, I found out it was Aaron Donald. And uh, you know sports, and you know who Aaron Donald is, you know that uh, he's a force to be reckoned with. So, yeah, shout out to Aaron Donald. Shout out to Anthony Davis. I know he's about to be healthy and about to get back on the court soon. And LeBron's about to come back soon. This week is real critical for us Knicks fans and for the New York Knicks, obviously. And yeah, you know, we pull through this week, do what we're supposed to do. And then we'll just deal with that West Coast trip how it is. However it comes, we're just going to deal with it. Because that West Coast trip, man, I was like, damn, Adam Silver, you don't like us like that, man. You don't, you don't love us like that, man. You know, it was like that scene from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air when, uh... 
Well, Will Smith was like, yeah, why don't he why don't he love me, man? Why don't he want me? You know, something along those lines. Like, when I saw that six-game West Coast road trip, I was like, damn, Adam, so well, you want us to be in a play-in a play tournament. And I think the Knicks look at that schedule. They're like, yo, we got to make sure we win these games in front of us. And you know, whatever happens in that West Coast trip happens. And, uh, yo, but it was a great-ass week for basketball for New York and basketball in general. And AD... About to get back onto the court. Aaron Donald, I'm pretty sure he's training for his upcoming season as well. And uh, this week's going to be lit. So, uh, your boy Jack F, episode 69. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we up out of here, man. Come on. Y'all going to hear from me soon. That's a fact. Skirt.